Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for joining me on this fine fall Friday evening in Pittsburgh. And I hope it's a fine fall Friday evening wherever you are right now, if you're watching or listening live. Or if you're listening on an audio platform after the fact, I hope it's a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, whenever, whatever day it is. Um, and as always, I'd like to uh, encourage you, please, to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We bring you live shows each and every day. Uh, and you can also catch those live shows on Facebook, which if you're watching me on Facebook right now, you know that. So check those out. We have so many great shows. We have the Touchdown Under Show. We have the Scobro Show. We have Know Your Enemy. Uh, we have What In's Talking About. I think it's, I think, is that, is that YouTube? That's probably audio. Yeah. It's a bye week. We have plenty. Of, we have the preview. We have post-game stuff. We have all kinds of great stuff for you live each and every week. And, of course, you can you can check those shows out after the fact. If you can't get them live on YouTube or Facebook, you can catch them after the fact on any audio platform of your, of your choosing. And we also have audio-only shows that, of course, you can only catch on an audio platform. But, again, it's any one of your choosing. Any one that you want to use, you can you can find us. And we have uh, we have the War Room, we have the Stat Geek, we have Live Mike, we have uh, from the Cutting Room Floor, we have Let's Ride, all kind of great stuff uh, on our audio platform. So please check all those shows out. It's grown so much over the last year plus, and I can't imagine any other Steelers podcasting platform being better than ours. I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. And, of course, check out Behind the Steel Curtain, the website, where we bring you news, commentary, film breakdown, anytime there's a transaction, a trade, an injury. We're going to have it for you. And you'll be able to, you'll be able to catch up on all your Steelers news uh, every, each and every day. So please check it out. It's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. 
And of course, welcome to everybody in the live chat. And of course, Jared Devil was number one again. First one in every night, like Norm from Cheers. First one in. Team Money, Terry, my man Terry, George Teston, Kathy Ford, Brad Jewett, Ryan O'Toole, Owen David. And he says, Anthony Julius Defio. Hello from Britsburg. That's why I like that. Britsburg. There you go. Wes Hickok. Who's coming at me in all caps against Steelers Pittsburgh, Clarence Washington. All right, you guys are awesome. So welcome to the Steelers bye week, of course. That's uh that's this weekend. And and you know, a lot of people they don't they don't like the bye week, but I do. I like the bye week. I like to sit down and just watch some Steelers football or Steelers football, NFL football without worrying about the Steelers. Are they gonna win? Are they gonna lose? Are people going to be angry or happy? Is anybody going to get hurt? Are people going to be questioning Ben's injury or age again? All that kind of stuff. But, you know, when there's no, when there's a bye, you can just sit back and relax and watch the NFL and just be a fan of the NFL and not have to worry about the stakes. So I'm excited about the, about this weekend. Uh, I, I don't know how much football I'm going to watch. I'm going to be honest, but, I know I'm not going to be able to watch the Steelers, so I could take a little bit of a break from that. And I know it's a it's a hobby and a, and a passion, but sometimes you just need a break from it. And here we are after six weeks, we could take a break. And and I think it's a welcome one. Is the buy too early? I don't know. It seems like it's the same time every year, isn't it? They always have the buy around uh, the end of October. So it seems like it's right on time. If you're a if you're a, a Steeler fan or a Pittsburgh Steeler, you you you're kind of used to having the buy in October. So it's uh I have no problem with with it. Would it would it be better to have it at the end of the year? Sure. I mean, look at how much it benefited the Buccaneers last year. They were struggling when they went into their buy, and they went into the lab to quote Mike Tomlin, and they changed a bunch of things. They they whittled down what what what, what wasn't working and and just concentrate on what was working and of course they went on to win the super bowl and i'm sure they got they got healthy at that time too so i guess it would benefit you if you if you had the, the buy at the end of the year but what if you were hot going into the buy and then you came out of the the buy uh rusty and you struggled and you, and you never quite quite got back on track after that you know so there's a lot of different ways you can look at it but I am excited about the buy and, and Owen Davis says, Tony, the buy spot on for us to get healthy. That's right. They, I mean, that's one, one way to look at it. You know, the Steelers have, have had so many injury issues so far through six weeks. I mean, so, you know, whatever bumps and bruises remain on, 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 on some of these players, they can, they can get fully healed in, in these next two weeks. And, uh, you know, you're talking about even a TJ Watt, and Alex Highsmith, even though they're really coming on now over the last couple of weeks, especially that they've, they've really picked up their game and, and, and especially Watt. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure they're still not hundred percent. I mean, those, those groin injuries are, are quite tricky. And I think an, an additional week's rest can only benefit them. So speaking of the Steelers, uh, let's talk a little bit, a little bit about last Sunday's game against the Seahawks on Sunday night football at Heinz field. I thought it was kind of a eh, so, so contest. I saw some people say it was one of the greatest 
games that they've ever seen in Heinz Field. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, I thought it was just an ordinary game. Had a great finish, but I can name probably 50 games that, that were played at Heinz Field that were better than that one. Especially when you consider that Pittsburgh had a 14-0 lead going into halftime, and they kind of had to hold on at the end to, to win. Well, they didn't have to hold on. They won in overtime. But, you know, like I wrote about the other day, uh, it's like the Seahawks had Pittsburgh on the ropes heading into the, the final round or I guess the extra round. But but Pittsburgh was able to, to get in one last haymaker and, and, and prevail. But, you know, when you're up 14 nothing against a team with a defense that was as bad as, C- as the Seahawks uh, was coming into the game, at least in terms of uh, stats, and when you're missing Russell Wilson and you have Geno Smith as your starting quarterback, not a bad backup, but still, he's not Russell Wilson. I kind of expected more than what I saw in the second half. But the Seattle's credit, they adjusted, and they found a weakness in Pittsburgh de- Pittsburgh's defense, and that was to, to run right up the middle uh, where Tyson Alulu would normally be. And, uh, I mean, they, they – they came storming, storming back and uh, eventually tied to score at 17. Pittsburgh took the lead on a 52-yard field goal by Chris Boswell with, what, about three minutes left, two minutes left? No, a minute 30. It was a minute 30. And uh, all you needed at that point was for the defense to hold, but the defense wasn't in a holding mood in the second half. And Seattle marched down the field from their 25 to – Pittsburgh's 25 and what, 80 minutes, 80 seconds. And uh, it looked like for a split second there uh, that James Pierre had saved the day for the second week in a row when he punched the ball out of DK Metcalf's hand. And, uh, but unfortunately Seattle recovered and that led to the really weird and controversial part of the game. And that's when, the officials, the booth, not any coaches, the officials decided to, to to review the play and to see whether or not TK Metcalf caught the ball and maintained possession. Uh, and I don't know why on earth they decided to review that play because it was clearly a catch. He caught it. He took several steps before the, the ball was uh, fumbled. Uh, I don't know what that was all about, but – to me, it caused a lot of unnecessary angst and and, and uh, blame that you didn't that the NFL didn't need that the officials didn't need because really it affected nothing. After after the uh, Metcalf fumble and Seattle recovered, they got the ball back to the line of scrimmage and and Smith spiked it in time. There was what there's what one second left. There's clearly one second left if you watch that game. Uh, NBC did a great job of, of, of going back and looking at, at those final seconds. And Geno Smith clearly got the, the spike off in time, you know, before the challenge was even issued. So, you know, why people thought that was a, some kind of benefit for the Seahawks, I'll never know. Um, you know, people are saying that, well, it gave their kicker more time to get ready for the field goal. Well, if that's the case, then why does a coach ever call a timeout in that situation to ice the kicker? And statistics show that when you call a timeout to ice a kicker, 
they're 10% less accurate over the years. So why anybody thought that was a benefit for Seattle, I'll never know. Um, people say, well, they didn't have to rush on the field to, to, to try to field goal. Well, the clock was stopped. The clock was stopped. So it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Uh, all they would have been doing is running on the field like they would any other time after a a, a stoppage on, on third down to attempt the field goal. The clock wasn't running. So I don't think it, 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 they would have been all that hurried. They would have, what, 25 at least 25 seconds to run on the field and kick a field goal. And that's nothing in the NFL. I mean, it's, that's like an uh, in eternity. So that, that wasn't an issue at all. And here's the thing that, that really cracks me up about, about fans is uh, apparently the many thought that Seattle shouldn't have apparently because if I understand it correctly, because that after Metcalf fumbled and that play was blown dead, that play didn't count because they went back and reviewed Metcalf's play because you can't really review a play after another play has already taken place. So people said, well, there was only one second left, so they shouldn't have had time to get a, a spike off. The, the clock should have, should have started running uh, the second that, that, that the ref blew the whistle to, to put the ball back in play. But to me, how fair is that to the Seahawks? I mean, the Seahawks did everything right on, on their play. I mean, they fumbled, but, you know, they they, they uh, gained necessary yardage to, to put themselves in field goal range. They, they got the spike off in time. And the officials just decided, hey, let's review this play. Let's review it for some stupid, strange reason. And because they did that, then Seattle should have been penalized by not being able to get a second spike off. It, to me, that just, that would, I mean, if that happened to Pittsburgh, oh, my God. That have been, you know, the pitchforks would have been out, the torches would have been out. It would have been crazy. So just put yourself in Seattle's shoes, because they're really the only ones that could have really gotten screwed in that situation. Not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they screwed themselves by not playing great defense in that moment. So, um, but fortunately for everybody involved, T.J. Watt, the eighty million dollar man, he came to the rescue. Both on Seattle's first possession of overtime when he, when he sacked Geno Smith for a 13-yard loss and knocked them. I mean, they weren't really in field goal range anyway, but he made sure that they were in field goal range after he completed the sack. And then the very next uh, time Seattle touched the ball in overtime, he stripped Geno Smith, Devin Bush recovered, and on came Chris Boswell to, to save the day. And, and I mean, what a uh, tremendous – a couple of plays for TJ Watt. I mean, and I think, you know, I mentioned earlier about, about you know, him needing another week or so, or, or it would, it would be nice for him to have another week or so to heal up from that groin injury. But he looked like he was back to a full strength last week. Uh, same with the pass rushes as a whole. They had five sacks, eight her eight quarterback hits. I thought Alex Highsmith had the best game of his career. What do you have? One and a half sacks, however many hits. He played like the like the guy that we saw in the preseason. You know, that's how he played on Sunday. So that was really nice to see. It was really nice to see Alex Highsmith sort of up his game and and and, and maybe take that next uh, step towards a uh, really effective outside linebacker opposite perhaps the greatest defensive player in the in the NFL today. So you know, if if Alex Highsmith begins to approach 
Bud Dupree territory, at least the Bud Dupree that we saw before he got hurt last year, then that's only going to make this defense that much better. And before I continue, I have a $5 super chat by my main man, Ryan O'Toole. And thank you for that, Ryan. And he says, or asks, or says, a sky judge worked great in the XFL 2.0. How long do you think the NFL can put off adding one long overdue? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, that's a good point. I think that's, that would be a, it could be a benefit. Um, but at the same time, I think if you put a, a, a somebody up in the sky, uh, if you're talking about mining, you know, a, a, a sky judge minus the, the officials on the field, uh, I guess it would be interesting. If you're talking about somebody that's always up there ready to override the officials, I think that's, that's, um, I think it's been part of the problem. They're so these officials are so afraid that every call that they make is going to get overturned, or they're going to be scrutinized, um, you know, after the fact, and you know, maybe punished and demoted. I think that that kind of went into what we saw on Sunday night. You know, why they again to, to say it for like the fifth time why they decided to re review that play just made no sense, and it just really gummed up the works. Quote Myron Cope. But, you know, if a sky judge, if that can be a solution, I'm all for it. I'm all for whatever can make officiating better and more efficient and more streamlined and not interfere with the game so much. I mean, you know, look at how much the micromanagement of not just the officials, but the NFL in general, with, with its constantly, you know, evolving rule book, how it kind of screwed Pittsburgh out of a a legitimate touchdown in 2017, the quote unquote, or the hashtag Jesse caught it moment, you know, that was all because of micromanagement because they took a rule and they just really almost made it too literal. You know, receivers had to go and practically take a football home for a catch to be considered complete. You know, that was all because of over officiating uh, and, and, and just over correcting past mistakes and we see that all the time not just in the nfl but in sports in general anytime something happens um especially if it, if it happens in, in a big moment they really try to overcorrect. so i think there's too much too much of that and i think i would really be for whatever can can streamline the whole deal and, and make it a a closer to what i saw growing up you're never going to get rid of replay a lot of people say you should get rid of replay the that toothpaste will never get put back in the tube because the technology is too great today. There's too many camera angles. Uh, the, the resolution on, on, on these cameras, is that, is, that, is that the right word? It's just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's too good now. And you can't not have replay. So, but again, to make it, uh, if there's a way to make it more efficient, I'm all for it. Now, on to my next topic. And I think, as the title suggests, we can finally start to feel good about the Steelers again. A couple weeks ago, it just it seemed like the bottom was really ready to fall out for this organization. When you saw how they played against the Raiders and then the Bengals and then the Packers, it just felt like it was going to be finally going to be one of those years that there would be a losing season at Heinz Field for your Pittsburgh Steelers. 
But I think they showed a lot of uh, character the last couple of weeks in, in the way they bounced back. Uh, even in the game on Sunday night, even though I don't, I don't think they played nearly as well as they did against the Broncos a week earlier, I thought they sh- showed a lot of great character for staying in that game and not getting um, despondent, not getting discouraged, and, and, and just fighting till the very end. And even though, um, even though, in my opinion, the officials didn't do anything wrong as far as like, or they didn't do anything to hurt the Steelers with that weird uh, replay thing. Uh, it could have really psychologically affected Pittsburgh. Like, like so many things have affected them so far this year. The, 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 the Joe Hayden call against the Packers. Uh, you go back to the, to the, um, the, the Melvin Ingram call against the Bengals. So many things have, have seemingly, seemingly um, top of their house of cards this year. Like one little uh, thing that happens in the game, just they're never the same after that. But uh, against the Seahawks, they bounced back and they persevered. And you know, here we are. They're now they're three and three. And yes, they're, they're what a half a game behind Cleveland, who won on Thursday. And they're two full games behind the, the Ravens, who keep on winning. Um, but the great news is they've only played one divisional game through six weeks. So they still have five more games to go within the division. So they might be down by two games, but it's still anybody's ball game as far as the AFC North. You can debate uh, as to whether Pittsburgh is, is, is still – not a serious contender based on talent based on the way the, uh, the Ravens have been playing. Although some people might say that they've been getting lucky with how they've been winning and you could make a case for that, but still um, on paper, you could, you could make a case for, for the Ravens and even the Browns being far more talented than are the Steelers. Still though, there's 11 games left and Again, five games to play within the AFC North. So I like where Pittsburgh's at. I like the uh, momentum they have right now. And to me, uh, if they can come out next week and somehow find a way to beat the Browns, then I think it's game on for them as far as is uh, their legitimacy in the AFC North. Because you know, I, I know the Browns aren't necessarily uh, playing really well right now, even though they did manage to win on Thursday night. And and uh, and I realize that that Baker Mayfield may be out again next week, but with or without him, to go into Cleveland and and beat the Browns, I think that would be a huge feather in their cap. So, uh, but regardless of what happens next week, uh, you have to like how the next few games after that you have the Lions, you have the Bears. So there's a, there's a chance for them to really make some noise over these next few weeks and put themselves in position to do something special over the next over the last seven or eight games. So um, it's amazing how things, how quickly things can turn around in professional sports, but you know, especially the NFL. I mean, you know, one week you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, trading Joe Hayden to the Cowboys and uh, sort of tanking to, to get a, a top 10 pick. Um, and then they win a couple games in a row, and now you're feeling good about their chances of competing and 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 fighting for a uh, at least a, a wild card spot. So, if not the division title. And on that note, at the twenty two sixteen mark, I will 
close out the first half of tonight's show. If you're watching me live on YouTube or Facebook, stay with me. I'm not going anywhere. If you're listening on, the, uh, on an audio platform, if you download a part one of this show, please uh, come on back and, and download part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Back. Tonight.